0: He's simply the best, he's better than all the rest.
1: Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FPL show for Game Week 29. We are the Three Amigos. I'm your host, FPL Marple, and alongside me, as always, are my amigos Mars and Dale. On this week's show, we are joined by a special guest, David Isaac. David, you're very welcome to the Three Amigos. Um, you're having a fantastic year in FPL, number one in the Christmas Island League and number 87 in the overall ranking, I believe. You have a great track record in the game, but where does this season rank in your uh, in your history? Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Um, So
2: far, this is my best season to date in terms of overall position. I've never been this high up. Uh, my highest ever finish was 573rd, a couple of seasons back. So being in
1: the top 100 is not something I'm exactly used to, but everything's going well, so I can't complain. That's brilliant stuff. And uh, tell me, how was game week 28? How would you get on so far? Of course, we're not completely finished it. We'll see if the if Man City Arsenal match, the rematch, is going to be on on Thursday.
2: Yeah, it's going decent for you. I mean, it's not really a high-scoring week, so as long as you're, you know, at high 40s, mid 50, up to mid-50s, you're fine. I'm on 55 with Sterling left and no points to come on if he doesn't play. But I think he was pictured in training, so he, hopefully he does play. So, yeah, it's not not been a bad week, but nothing great.
0: Dave, how's the, like, you know, do you feel the pressure being number one Christmas Island and top 100 in, in, in the world? Like, you know, how do you feel every, every game week?
2: I um, try not to think about it too much because I don't want it to affect my decisions at the end of the day so obviously it's been good in terms of the, like the Twitter community I'm getting a lot of followers and you know, I think the pressure will be like people expecting me to do well because I'm so high up so I just take it one game at a time and try and do the best I can and
3: I don't really think about it too much so, so it doesn't affect your transfer decisions for the week then?
2: Uh, well I always take into consideration overall rank so in terms of that that will affect my decision. Decision if I want to like kind of play it safe or you know not, not take too many risks because I know um, I could drop down quite a lot because there's a lot of people you know going to be playing it safe and things. So I tend to play it safe and that that's my
1: decisions really. Yeah, because I know yes. that you were in um, the Elite 64. You're you're um you're obviously riding high. I think you're number one in that one as well. The General yep. Generals one. Um, it's a great mini league to be in, in terms of um, a yardstick and how you're getting on. A lot of very good managers in that league. Great to have you on, David. And um, the lads hope to soak up some of your knowledge later on. Um, I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone to have any hope <laughs> for me. But uh, but um, Marzi, how um, you're well, tonight? You're going to be called the Beast from the East. So um, how how was your <coughs> game with 28? The Beast from the East. Well,
0: the Beast okay. from the East. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the game week is all right. 48 points. I keep trying to not captain Salah. I don't know why. Having read Dave's article, you know, the, the seven points, and if people haven't, they should really look at it because there's some really good advice in there. I guess I don't captain Salah because I want... For me, it's about the mini league. And a lot of the people in front of me have both, and they seem to always captain Salah. And I'm thinking, right, if I can catch them at one time and my other players do well... I can overtake them. And it's working in a way. I've, I've caught up a lot because I have some different players to what they have. But yeah, I mean, one day I'm going to captain Salah and he's probably going to blank. But uh, for me, I hope Sterling doesn't play. Sorry, Dave, because I've got Mariapa on the bench, my secret weapon. Eight points waiting. So unless Sterling gets double digits, him and Osamandi,
1: I'm happy with just uh,
0: Mariapa coming in. So yeah, OK week so far.
3: And um, how about yourself, Dale? What's your? How was your 28th? Uh, Not great 39 points I'm just treading water I've got three players to go but yeah I'm not expecting much so yeah Captain Kane I changed it I, mean, I was actually going to Captain Mane but I changed my mind last minute to Kane and he missed a few sitters so that was annoying yeah, I
1: thought I thought you'd stuck on uh, Mane I was um, when Mane scored the goal I thought you'd be jumping around the place but yeah you'd done a late change Good stuff, lads. We'll we'll leave game week twenty eight in the uh, in the rear view mirror. Other than one thing, we need to get Mars of course is talking point of the week. Mars, what's the FBL community talking about this game week, or more particularly, what are you talking about? There's only one talking point. Listen,
0: you watch the Liverpool versus West Ham game, and you sit down to watch the five thirty kickoff. You think it's going to be a cracker? Absolutely worst half of the season so far. Then. Okaka comes on and everything changes. <laughs> Just the way, the way... Everything changes. That, Your the way love affair with uh, Listen, he's simply the best. He's better than all the rest <laughs> of the budget strikers. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm joking aside, right? I think if Wilson loses his place for default because he's been rubbish, I might actually bring Okaka in because the, the funny thing is Yes, I feel, I really actually like him. I think he's he just... He, he The guy will bulldoze anybody out of his way. I mean, I watched the Everton players try to get the ball off him. It's, it's quite funny. He did actually change the game. Um, and just up front with Deeney, he, he, you know, it, it, was, it was too much for Everton to handle. But the only time I had him is when he was on the bench and he had never played because he was injured. I saw him once. He scored a flick against Everton. And from then I was like, right, he's a cheap striker. I'm going to have him in. And at the beginning of the season, when he scored against Liverpool, my Twitter actually... Honestly crashed Everybody was messaging me Okaka, oh, Okaka, oh, Okaka oh, I hadn't known that he'd scored Because I was watching it on my phone So I am um, I was behind And I was like Oh gosh You know So it was quite annoying um, But yeah Joking aside Was you um, was you
3: illegally actually, streaming the game, Mars?
0: No, never I have Sky <laughs> Go <laughs> I have SkyGo on my phone. I pay for my games.
3: <laughs> Jeez, if
1: you ever tried to stream a match on a phone, I, I found the most frustrating thing in the it's, world. The, yeah. the pop-ups are insane. Can oh you can't save your life.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 the worst thing. And to be honest, when I, what I do if I'm on uh, SkyGo, I mute all my WhatsApp conversations. If it's like you know, I've got a Liverpool group with my mates. I've got another group. Anybody that will tell me the score? Because what's the point of me watching the game? I don't want to know.
3: So I always and Scar, not... Scar goes about an hour beyond as well, isn't it? Mm, yeah, well I mean
0: sometimes you just have to deal with it. But yeah. That was my talking yeah. point.
3: Okaka. It's a
1: great it's a good talking point and it shouldn't really have been a surprise. I um, somehow took my eye off the ball and I wasn't expecting it. But um yeah, Okaka has to be the talking point of the week. The three amigos are offering our listeners the chance to appear on our podcast as our special guest in a future episode. Simply be the first to identify the voice.
2: I'm a football player.
1: For your chance to win. Send your guesses to at 3 amigos FPL on Twitter or on our Facebook page. That voice again.
2: I'm a football player.
1: Good luck. Okay, guys. So now we're on to the listener questions, which, of course, makes up the bulk of our show. Um, we're going to talk about basically all the big issues facing the FPL community coming into Game Week 29 and looking, of course, ahead at Blank Game Week 31. Um, right now, most people are—they're really, I suppose, apparent. They're veering away from using their free hit ship um, in 31. Everyone will presumably be triple Liverpool, double Everton's, um, with Shakiri and a couple of blankers thrown in for for a good measure. David, I'll come to you first on this one. Give us a secret weapon that people should be considering for game week 31. Uh, secret weapon, Junior
2: Stanislas, Bournemouth. I think. Um he served me well last year in the absence of King. And everyone's going to have the same players for 31. A lot of players are obviously not playing, but like you said, the Liverpools, the Evertons. And if you just want that differential, you know, he's at home. And I could just see him getting double digits. Don't ask me why, it's just, it's just a
1: gut feeling. Yeah, Stanislas has had some lovely game weeks in the past. So, um, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was the, if he was the hero of the game week. Um, mm-hmm. And Mersey. Have you got any? Um, have you got any names? Okaka, yeah. Okaka, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, the the Corey from Watford we talked about before, and uh, kind of forgotten, but not too much. Some people have talked about him. Sigurdsson. Look, Everton are not going to be that wrong. where well, we keep saying that, but they seem to be much better at home. They have a couple of home games. Uh, come they they play Brighton at home so that's one of the, the game just before the blank and then they play Stoke away at the blank if Everton going to do anything Sigurds- <clears throat> Sigurdsson's going to be involved you know I've got a free hit chip I've got the wild card so I'm I'm probably going to double up on Theos and Siggy potentially um, apart from that Zaha is coming back now I've had him and you guys know I've had him from the beginning. Even when, so game week one, then he went injured, then I brought him back after he got injured and he stayed in my team and he's one of those guys that always seems to have the potential, you think it's going to happen and he might get, get you a goal in one, in one in in three and then nothing and it's just so frustrating because when when you watch him play, he should get a lot more points than what he gets. So he's one of those guys that really frustrate me but if he's back and fit, he's the main man for Palace. So he will be my my um, one under the radar at the moment because he's injured
1: brilliant stuff lads Um, we'll move on Dale to the next one John G. Grifters United was asking this is a good question I think because a lot of people as everyone is looking at 31 and they're kind of might be taking their eye off the ball for next game week and game week 30 but um, what do you see as the best area for gains in the next couple of game weeks Um, as as John mentions there could be quite a template in 31.
3: Yeah I think there is going to be a template I think Everyone's going to be preparing for 31. I mean, it's not great. I mean, there's five fixtures currently, but we're probably going to lose the spares one, you would imagine. Um, I think the areas for me, David's already mentioned Stanislas, and he's someone you've got to look at. His stats are pretty decent. I think your third Liverpool player is, because everyone's going to be having three Liverpool players, let's face it, and most people will have Firmino, Firmino and Salah. I, I've got Firmino, Salah, and, and I've got Firmino, Mane, and I've got Van Dijk. But I think it's fair to Liverpool player, and it's whether, whether you go free attacking or whether you stick a defender in there. I'm sticking a defender in there. Because um, actually pretty decent since Van Dijk's come into the team. Um, I know they conceded against West Ham, but the, I think Liverpool looked a lot better at the back. With him in the team, his dominance and a half and he's just, anything that's coming at him, he's just heading it away. So he's doing what Klopp wanted him to do. I think, I'm looking at Stoke because Everton have, I think Everton have won two in their last 11 and they've conceded something like, that. they're averaging uh, 2.2 goals conceded over the last like eight or nine weeks, which isn't like a Sam All- Allardyce team. So I'm probably going to avoid the Everton defence um, and I'd be looking at getting a stoke attacker in. and it's pro- I've got uh, chopsticks at the minute, but I'm probably going to uh, do a sideways move and change him for Shaqiri. Um, and then after that, slim pickings. I mean, Watford, yeah, they've got a lot of good budget options, but I don't fancy them against Liverpool in that fixture. Um, and if I was going to be looking at Watford players, it'd probably be defenders, but again, for that fixture, you won't want Watford defenders, so... Yeah, I'm probably just going to field six or seven myself, but I think that's where you're going to have to look at. Budget midfielders is where you're going to probably make gains who are not highly owned. What do you
0: think of Huddersfield, Dale?
3: They're quite Um,
0: cheap and they've got got, um, Palace home. Yeah, they have have got Palace. (sighs) And then Swansea home the game week before.
3: Yeah, Huddersfield are a tricky one. I mean, Swansea have it a bit of form, and I think Zaha's nearly back. And Huddersfield are a real tricky team to. Every time, like I seem to back a Huddersfield player, they don't do anything, and then when I take them out, they they seem to perform. So, yeah, I mean Huddersfield. No, they're just so unpredictable. But that Pritchard has looked good. I think they signed him from Norwich, didn't he, for about eight million? Um, he's looked pretty good, but. Yeah, I'm. I'd, I'm again. I'd avoid Huddersfield, but it depends. I mean, if you've got chips available, then you can gamble. You can take a gamble, and then you just wildcard, don't you? So it's. But for someone like me who doesn't have any chips like like that available, it, I, I'm going to be avoiding them.
0: It's 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 a good point. the The issue for me with 31, I look at it and I go, because I was thinking about the third Liverpool player, and I thought, okay, I want Van Dijk, because when I look at the defenders for 31, there's not much defending. Happening at all You look at the fixtures And apart from Liverpool Watford I really can't see Even Liverpool Watford could not, Might not be a clean sheet Right yeah, um, I agree. It was a 3-3 At Watford so, so I thought Right okay Maybe I should just go Attacking And just go Really three uh, Three cheap defenders um, and, and the cheap goalkeeper So thinking like may, Maybe potentially Doubling up on Huddersfield For those two games Because if they're going to Stay up Or they're going to do anything They need to win those two games They've been okay at home. Um, the defenders they, it they out do at well, home,
3: don't they? They, it they out. do,
0: they do. And to be honest, you can't ask for a better p- two fixtures than Swansea and Palace. I know both teams have done have done alright. The annoying thing is, Huddersfield could win three-one, and then your double up is it's just pointless because they conceded that stupid goal. And that's that's the annoying thing with thirty-one for the defenders, which is what making me thinking the gains are going to be in who you get between midfield and forwards and if you have the balls to go different so if everybody's going Wilson you go like you guys said Stanislas or King or even Nias or Okaka, or, or whatever or Dini right well, I wouldn't go Dini but you know what I mean go something different if you want to gain because you know what where most people are going at the moment that's, that's I know it sounds straightforward and obvious but nobody
1: better than you at doing the straightforward and obvious ones anyway um, always be relied upon <laughs> Good stuff, Mersey. Next up is Adam B. So at AB Birdie, who was asking, is it too risky to to take Robertson over VVD? I'm going to have my word first before you, Merz, on this one. Um, he needs the cash as he may want to get Kane eventually, Aguero, and he has Aguero and Firmino up top, and they've served him well. But Kane likes the minnows, and he'll be um, playing against them shortly. Um, he's determined not to lose Aguero. So I take it from what he's basically asking here is really to um, to, to upgrade, or if you call it that, from Firmino to um, to Kane. So he'd have a Kane, Aguero combo up front. First of all, do you think that's worthwhile? Um, and what's your thoughts on Robertson versus VVD? <clears throat> I, I
0: don't, I don't think he should do um, Firmino to Kane. Absolutely not. At the moment, you keep Firmino because of the fixtures, the form, and the fact that he doesn't blank. So I think he's maybe more thinking, I would guess, Aguero out, Kanin. But I could be wrong. Uh, That's what you should do, by the way. Because, listen, I love Aguero and I've I've had to move him on and it was quite difficult. Um, But I do think that, okay, okay, he probably play against Arsenal in this game, I'd imagine, or at least come on. But then, he does have Chelsea three days after that. And then, maybe a break because the Champions League game is gone. But then I think, You know, the more the teams around them lose in the league and the more they get a grip on the league, I can see Aguero being rested for the Cups. So, obviously now left just the Champions League. So, I wouldn't take Firmino. I'll take Aguero out. Is it worth it? Yes, over the the next few games because uh, Liverpool have better fixtures and they don't blank. It depends on your chips as well because you might want to bring them, bring the city players back in. Um, Robertson VVD, if it, listen, Robertson has been brilliant uh, on last, but I said of course VVD uh, Van Dijk because he's you know for me he's the better player and potentially more prospect of scoring goals. But if you need the money for the cash, then a clean sheet is guaranteed with either of them uh, if, if Liverpool get one. Um, and Robertson is actually doing. Really well on the attacking sense as well. His position, I think, is actually cemented in the team right now. Um, I can see Moreno coming back in, but only from the bench. So if it helps you free money somewhere else and and up, get Kane back in, which you should by the way,
1: um, then um, go for it. Good stuff, Mersey. Brilliant. Uh, uh, as as always, I like to give you the Liverpool questions. Yeah, I agree with Adam Robertson over VVD. He was um I'm I almost pulled the trigger on Van Dijk a few times, but um I held off, and I'm glad I did because he looks always good as though he has potential for for goals, but um it hasn't quite panned out and Liverpool are always a little bit um unlikely, shall we say, to um to pick up the clean sheets. They can't really be relied upon, and you want probably you want more clean sheets for that kind of price tag. But um yeah, no, I like it and thanks Adam for that question. Um, next one, David, is from now RV Svardal, at RV Svardal. He was asking, he's, he's a multiple of questions for you. So, um, we'll -hmm. be keeping you busy and, and you'll be earning your appearance fee on the, on the podcast (laughs) tonight with this one. Um, first up is Lukaku or Obamiang alongside Kane and Vardy on your wildcard team after game week 33. So, um, what's your thinking on, what have you thought of Obamiyang so far? Um, and Lukaku, he's getting a lot of bad press, but um, he does seem to still pop up the goals. He does,
2: but he's just hasn't been that explosive this season. I mean, from what we know from Lukaku from the past, he's been you know a major striker for Everton and a, a major FPL asset with you know points galore. But for Man United, it just hasn't worked out for him in my opinion. The most you're going to get is a um, single digit with him, the odd double digit. But I think he's had like two this season, maybe three. I'm not sure if it's off my head. Um, we haven't really seen him settle in yet because Arsenal have just been terrible lately. But I won't say we, but Arsenal have um, really good fixtures from now to the end of the season. And I think with knowing Arsenal, being a fan of Arsenal, knowing how they are, when they've got nothing to play for, they're kind of like they play brilliantly. You know, they've got no pressure on them. So now I feel like we're out of top four of the race. You know, we're quite far away from that. He's cup tied in Europe, so he's going to be playing all the Premiership games, and he's going to want to finish the season on a high note, you know, give himself and the team confidence for next season. So, I I'd, I'd prefer Aubameyang because I'd, I'd want some major, um, an Arsenal cover for the rest of the season, and you know, I, I don't think their fixtures are that great, and who knows, they could still be in the champ, uh, Champions League at that stage. So, could Lukaku be rested if fourth place is guaranteed? You never know. So, I prefer Aubameyang
1: for that. Yeah, no, I think I agree hundred percent with that. Um, next one up from him is um, it's to do with Chelsea, and he's wondering about the kind of what's your opinion on the rotation risk for Christensen and William. William is a podcast favorite of ours, of course. He always looks good when he gets opportunities, but he is always a little bit of a rotation risk. And um, of course, Christiansen has been trolling people all season in terms of will he won't he play, will he won't he last sixty minutes. Um, he is probably the troll player of the season.
2: Yeah, I think I think they're definitely both rotation risks. More so William I mean, It's happened for his whole Chelsea career. He has loads of games where he's in form, he's doing well, and you think he's going to keep playing. But just one one or two games, he doesn't get any goals, and he's going to be coming off 60th minute, miss the next game, come on for 10 minutes. Someone like that's just really hard to have in your fancy team because you're going to be giving up 6.5 to 7 million you're not guaranteed every game you have to be worrying. Is he going to be starting? You check the team sheet. I think with Chelsea, there's only like maybe the goalkeeper and SP has had his one-game rest and Cantate. I think they're the only ones that are going to be nailed on from now on. Even Christiansen, I feel like he is one of the main defenders now. But, you know, again, with Champions League, FA Cup, Cahill could easily start any of the games. David Louise, I would never could start. So I think they're, they're big rotation risks, to be honest.
1: Speaking of rotation risks, actually, the next one is about Man City players. And um, I was wondering how, how are you actually fixed in terms of Man City assets at the moment? He's asking about do you dare keep more than one City asset after game week 32, you know, in terms of the rotation risk. If there's a title wrapped up, Champions League games, Um even if they haven't got the title wrapped up, mathematically, Pep could kind of take his foot off the gas a little bit. But um, what's your thoughts on Man City assets? Well, I had I had two for most of the
2: season, um, Otamendi and Sterling. I sold Otamendi last um, last game week. Um, I still got Sterling, and obviously he's on um, a flag at the moment. But just looking at their fixtures and knowing that they've probably got bigger fish to fry in you know Champions League and FA Cup, the league is all done. Who do you actually want from Man City? Like more than one player? I mean, you're either going to have Sterling or you're going to have De Bruyne. You know, this is if you've taken out the defenders, who else are you going to really have? You know, Aguero and Jesus now back to that rotation risk. You can't be putting all that money up front for them. Um, Sane, you could argue Sane as well, but you know, Sterling's just in much better form. Um, Silver in and out of the team. So really, you're only going to have one maximum. I don't think you need more than one looking at the fixtures and the rotation risks that they bring.
0: Yeah, I just, I mean, I just looked at the fixtures. They've got, after 32, they've got um, United. And then Spurs consecutively, so I mean they're not they're not really easy games. So they've got Everton and played to two, they've got uh, away United at home, so that would be that will be a nice game. Uh, Five thirty kickoff, and then um, they've got Spurs after that uh, away from yeah. home, right? In short period, I think. Oh no, not really. There's a week between them, but then you've got the Champions League in between. So so these are big games. They you know they can't afford to lose more than one. Even though they've got a big gap, but I, knowing Pep, he wouldn't want to lose too many. So, what I'm hoping is by the time we get to 37, we'll see it, we'll see, um, like what Pep is doing. Where is he resting? Who's he playing in the league? Because then they will have a double, uh, most likely, I think in game week 37, I believe, or maybe even 34. I can't remember, to be honest. But at least we can see who, who's, who's playing. Because the cheaper players might be playing, might, might be playing more in the league.
2: Yeah, I just remember they're out of the FA Cup anyway, and, um, they're kind of through the next game in the Champions League, so maybe the next few games you'll see a strong team in the Premiership. But it's just hard to predict going forward. Obviously, when they have doubles, then you, you might be loading up on them. But at the moment, I think one is enough. Yep, I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, next question from Arvy. his final one, um, is best double game week 34 player. So um, he mentions three. Um, so, you can give your pick on this. Um, Key is one, Ward Prowse is the other, and All Brighton is the other. So, which of those three would you prefer for the double game week in 34?
2: If I had to choose, I'd probably say um, James Ward Prowse. Key, you're just not going to really get enough goals from him or assists. He pops up with a random goal every seven, eight, nine games. You can't really be risking that. All well, Brighton, I mean, he's got good delivery on him, but it just doesn't seem to be getting any of the points. Um, Ward Prowse and I me mean, Southampton have something to play for, unless they don't, you know, they're, they're safe, they're not going to be relegated or anything. So, I think with Southampton having, you know, battling relegation, he's on set pieces. He seems to be pretty nailed on now. So, he can, he can even without scoring, he can get you a couple of assists in the game. So, I'll pick him out of all three.
1: Brilliant stuff. And, uh, thanks, Arby for them questions and for uh, keeping David busy. <laughs> um, um, next up is for Dale and we've got um, a two-parter on this. One one is from Aussie FPL, so AUS FPL, um, our friend on there. He asked us who was the better Aussie Leeds player, so um, for basically Viduka or Kuehl and why.
3: Uh, it's got to be Matt Viduka. I mean any Leeds fan will tell you that Harry Kuehl left to go to Liverpool in a bit of controversial fashion. Um, Understand, understandable decision in all fairness. A understandable decision on his part but you know the club was financially struggling and you know he did a out of a fair bit of money at, at that time it's not a lot by today's standards but you know I mean don't get me wrong Kure was an absolutely phenomenal player he was our, our, it was one of my favourites actually but it's got to be Viduka. I mean he had two seasons where he hit 22 goals um, and it was in our, one of them was in our famous Champions League run where we got to the semis um, and he, you know he was just an absolutely at the time he, yeah, he was just an absolute class a player. Yeah, I yeah, mean he, was, he had a, he had a bit of everything. You know he was he was a big guy, he was strong, but technically as well he was just superb. I mean I can remember at the time when he had when he had when um, the first season hit twenty goals, AC Milan and there was a big team at the time. That I mean they're Edin now, but you know they've gone off the boil. But at the time there there was wanting to buy him for like 20 million. And at th- that time, that was a lot of money, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, he had, he had everything he could finish. He, he was technically just superb. And he was just, for a big guy as well, I mean, he, he was a unit. You know, he was powerful. And yeah, he just, I have so many memories of going to Eldham Road and watching him and just, yeah, it, it's got to be Matt Viduka without a doubt. There's a couple of nice um, leads
1: forwards back in the day. I remember Tony Oboa, I loved him as well. And um yeah, both, yeah. Uh, both, both powerful class class strikes and all that. But uh Harry Kew, I guess is a little bit the Steve McManaman of Leeds, like he's um he we all remember how great he was, but we um but he left in kind of Left with a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth, but uh, yeah, maybe that's definitely. Move on to FBL. Back to FBL conversation, Dale. Um, the Mohutsu at T3MK underscore. Um, he was asking, um, Arsenal and Chelsea have arguably two of the best run-ins. Um, and he's basically asking about boomerang. Which, thank you, Mohutsu for using the proper pod pod lingo for boomerang. William, Hazard, and Ramsey, or Mickey on your watch list. So, um, what are your thoughts on them players, them Arsenal and Chelsea players, and
3: also to do with
1: the Arsenal and Chelsea defences? What's your thoughts on them?
3: Right. So, when it comes to Chelsea, I'll be honest, The, the, the Chelsea just don't excite me. I think Con is probably going in the summer. Um, and, you know, just, they've just gone off the boil. I mean, they're conceding goals, they're not scoring goals, you don't know to play up front. You know, he's playing Hazard as false nine, and Hazard complained about it the other week, saying he had balls whizzing past his head and it's not how he plays. He's not playing Giroud. Uh, he do not trust Morata by the looks of it, neither, which I don't blame him, <laughs> to be fair. Um, so, Chelsea, I'd probably just... I'd give him a miss. Um, I'm kind of in David's campaign, but he mentioned earlier about Arsenal um, having a great run-in after this match against Man City. I've actually got triple Arsenal coverage in preparation for that. I've got... Uh, Aubameyang, I've got Ramsey and I've got Mustafi and, and that that's what I'm pinning a late run on is, is Arsenal's fixtures. I mean, yeah, they do a blank but in 31 but I think like David said, when the pressure's off, they seem to play the best football and, and I think you're going to, and well I'm hoping that you're going to see the best of Aubameyang and he's and he's just going to catch fire. Um, And Ram, Ramsey's, I, I had him for his little hat trick and it just looks like he might be back to something like his best form like what he hit a few seasons ago so yeah I'd be, I'd be going on the Arsenal ones because I just fancy Arsenal to be, do a lot better than Chelsea I think if anyone's going to fall out of the top four I'd, I'd probably say it might be Chelsea yeah Chip Arsenal are motivated of
1: course to try to make up the, the points into the top four great stuff thanks me and Dale uh next up, Mars, you're this we're back to Liverpool again, but Liverpool are the kind of topic of conversation of course at the moment because um they they are kind of hitting on all cylinders in attack and with the with the fact that they're not blanking in thirty one, everyone wants to talk about Liverpool, which we like. Um FBL Mino at FBL underscore Simon four three two was asking he's talking again about the which is the best heard Liverpool player after Salah Salah and Firmino. And um, we kind of went into this a little bit earlier on, but he's basically wondering about VVD or Mane. I'm strongly on the, on the camp of three attacking Liverpool players. I'm not really interested in them defensively because like I saw against West Ham is that no matter how strong they look, how good they look, they can concede goals. What do you think in Mersey?
0: Yeah. To be honest, I had plans to bring in Van, Van Dyke. Um, and then I've changed my mind. I, I think I've changed my mind and I might just go. Go all out attack with with Liverpool. So out of the two, I would say I would say you go Mane. Now there are other options. You, you know you could go with uh, Chan. He he gets assists and goals sometimes when you don't expect them, um, and he's actually playing a pivotal role even though he might be leaving in the summer. The good thing about him is he's quite cheap, so he can give you money somewhere else if you need that. I know for thirty one, you don't need that much money because there's not many. High value players Which is quite annoying Because you can sell All these players And you go Oh wow I've got so much money In the bank I was playing around I've got so much money In the bank But like, there's nothing to buy um, Literally Liverpool players Are the most expensive players there um, And if you don't have If you don't have Salah Then the next Most expensive player Is about 9, 9.6 Or something like that Which is Not not that expensive the, the thing that you need To watch out for With Liverpool is yeah, Okay they, They're doing well Now As a Liverpool fan I can tell you that Sometimes out of nowhere We'll go and lose A stupid game So that's that's always in the back of my mind. But then also we've got so yeah we've got Newcastle Benitez coming back. He normally sets up a good defensive team. I still expect us to win, but as I always say, it's not going to be easy. Then we go to Old Trafford, which is going to be a huge game. Um, You know we're catching up on United, but if anybody knows how to get points or get over the the last hurdle, it's Mourinho. So he will he will do what he needs to do to make sure that United are in the top four. Um, so I, I, yeah, I can see, well, anything can happen. We can go and absolutely smash them like we should probably, or they they will nick at 1-0, uh, or it could be a boring 0-0. My point is, I don't know when you should jump on the three Liverpool players, because after that, of course, we've got then uh, Watford at home. So Newcastle, United, Watford, not, not, not bad games. Uh, Palace away after that. And then, of course, then you're going into... You know, depending on how you plan your team uh, for the double game weeks, Liverpool don't have a double game week. So we always said, I think last season was King. King was the player that the single game week player that stayed in the double game weeks. And I would say this time it should be Salah. Uh, you build your team around him. He stays in the team, and you build you build 14. You, you bring 14 um, double game game week players. Uh, apart from that, really, to be honest, having Liverpool players when everybody when the other big teams are playing double ga- uh, double games. It's not worth it. So, yes, go on Liverpool for a short term. Um, I would go attacking, but then be careful when you wanna uh, go with the uh, with the double game weeks. I think the third Liverpool player kind of depends on your position as well. If you're aiming,
2: you know, if you're kind of playing it safe, you're you're winning your mini leagues. Then, I think with the high ownership of the defenders, you probably need to get the defender as your third player. But if you're kind of chasing and you're trying to win your mini leagues, you're you're a bit behind. Then you need to go for the differential, which is uh, the third attack for Mane, because he can be quite explosive and you can easily gain on your aisles. We're so probably going to go for the defenders.
1: Good point. Yeah, very good point. I am, um, this is not an endorsement for him, but, um, yeah, I got, um, Ox, the Ox in a few weeks ago as my, um, as a bit of a cheap, cheap Liverpool attacker. He's looked good, but, um, and there probably is a goal coming from him, but. Which, as you mentioned there, Mane, gives, he offers so much more in terms of the explosiveness. He can offer multiple goal, you know, he's, he's like, he's like Salah and the way that he can score multiple goals in a game. So, uh, he could be a brilliant one for 31. But, um, I agree. That's, and a brilliant point, David, in terms of the, um, you know, depending on where you are and what you're, what you're actually trying to do. Um, we'll move on lads to the next section of the show, which is, of course, our Game Week 29 preview. As we did last week, it's a little bit different format. We're doing basically a love-hate. So what we're going to do is look at the fixture and we're all going to come up then with a few players that we love and maybe a couple that we hate for the coming game weeks. So players that we kind of would normally pick, but we're going to veer away from. Um, looking at the fixtures, of course, Leicester. Leicester looked like a nice nice tie with, uh, for Vardy and Mara's owners when they are at home to Bournemouth. Um, then we have Spurs, of course, at home to Huddersfield and uh, Liverpool at home to Newcastle. They're on the, they're all the Saturday fixtures. Then on Sunday, Arsenal away to Brighton looks good for Obameyang, Mkhitaryan, and the boys. Um, and then we, of course, then have Man United at away to Crystal Palace. So there's a good few good fixtures in turn term- for our attacking assets. Uh, Man City, Chelsea could be anything. Who knows? Man City could still score three or four against Chelsea, for all we know. David, let's come to you first on it. Uh, yeah, for for the
2: next game week, um, Mares, I mean, I almost almost got him um, for a minus even last last game week, and it was almost justified because he could have scored. I don't know if any of you guys saw the game. He could have easily scored two goals. He could have been on fifteen points, you know. So it would have been justified, but. Uh, he was unlucky. Leicester were unlucky, and he ended up just on two points, so it would have been a waste. But even though he's blanking, I'm still really liking the look of him. He um, in the last game he had six shots, so he was one of the top out of every midfielder in the game, um, along with uh, Manny. I think got the most shots as well. So I wouldn't rule him out getting loads of points to the next two to make up for blanking in 31. You know, with fixtures at home to Bournemouth, who just don't keep clean sheets at all, and. Next one against West Brom, who are the worst in the league for clean sheets. So, if he just gets a bit of luck with him, um, he could get some massive points. So, he's one I'm looking at. And he could even be my transfer this week. Um, another one I like the look of is uh, Troy Dini. If you look at the stats for the last three game weeks, he's um, second for the most penalty area touches out of all the strikers. Um, ben Teke's first. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go near him personally. And in the last three home games, he hasn't actually blanked, so he's scored two goals and assisted one. And he's um, going to be playing West Brom, who are bottom of the league, and they've conceded the most goals um, in the last three game weeks. So, you know, I could just see him getting. He, he loves bonus points as well. If he just scores, he's almost guaranteed three bonus points. So he's another one I like the look of for a, a bit of a differential. And in terms of hate, it's just it's just West Brom. I mean, they they've conceded the most goals, like I said. They're third bottom for goal attempts, so they're just not even scoring goals as well. So you kind of have to stay away from West Brom. I know people might be tempted to bring in someone from West Brom just because they've got a game in thirty-one, but they don't they don't really score goals. They don't really um, keep clean sheets, so you are going to just be
1: getting one or two points from the players most likely. So I'll stay away from West Brom. Thanks, man, David. David. Um, I am sure Mars will have something to say about your Deany shout. Uh, Dale coming to you next on it. Give us some of your love players for game twenty-nine.
3: Um, one player I am probably oh I really like for Game Week 29 is, is already been mentioned a few times on the pod is Sadio Mane. Now he's just such a streaky player, and when when he's when he hits it, you need to get on him quick. I mean, I I bought him on the back of the hat trick in the Champions League, and Newcastle have just they've treaded water all season. I'm, I'm, um, and I think Liverpool are just going to absolutely blow him away. Um, So, if you're looking for a massive differential compared to Salah, I'd be looking at Mane. Um, So, he's one player i really like for this week. Um, I quite fancy Burnley, actually, to beat Everton. They've got Chris Wood back, so he might feature. But Everton are just... I just don't know what's going on at that club. Um, They've just lost the plot. I mean, they've got no transfer strategy. If um, Allardyce has come out and said he ain't playing Towson until they're math- 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 mathematically safe from relegation. And like I said earlier, earlier they've won 2 in 11. Um, so yeah, I quite fancy Burnley, like to revert to type, definitely get a clean sheet. So if you've got Pope, I'd be looking at playing him. Um, uh, and hey, well, I've, Everton, it's got to be Everton. Uh, uh, we all had John Joe Kenny at one point, I think, on Twitter. I think <laughs> he needs yeah. to get get shit, get shot of him. Uh, definitely get shot of him. Um, it's time for Phil Kenny, as we said last week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Chelsea, you've got Man City. i, I just don't fancy them to get a result there, neither, even like, even a nil nil. I think Chelsea just look rudderless. Um, so I mean, Alonso and quit are like twenty percent owned. And they're the two most expensive uh, defenders in the game. And I don't think they've returned for like five game weeks be- between them. So I don't like the look of those neither at all.
1: Good stuff, Dale. Um, Mars, have you had time to recover from the Troy Deeney shout? And um, who's us your love <laughs> and hate players for 29? Yeah,
0: Fatboy's never making his way into my team at all. Not, not after what he did to me last season. No way.
1: He's in, the top be he's in the top he's in the top hundred in the in the FPL this season. So you have to start you have to listen to David. You can't just reject his <laughs> ideas like you do mine. You know.
0: <laughs> just just to be clear, I wasn't calling David Fat Boy, I was calling Troy Deeney Fatboy. Just just to be clear. <laughs> um, I, I do agree with David, however, that Watford is a nice game. I like the Watford players there, so I would go with the core. Or Okaka, of course, uh, but also even my uh, my lovely secret weapon on the bench, Mariapa. I will be starting him this game week. Um, nice four million. So if you need money you know, or four point one at the moment, uh, you know. Yeah, like David said, like you can't see West Brom scoring. This is. I don't like Pedro, so it's not. It's happening tonight. Nice, couldn't happen to a nicer person anyway. Uh, when you're club captain and your senior club players, not you know are more interested in taking stealing taxis and doing whatever just shows that there's something absolutely wrong at the club it's a shame well no actually it's not a shame because they always know you know, you know what's it. wrong
3: with that you know what's wrong with that club dirty with Mars well, what I've got Alan paddu in charge well that's the problem he's he, man's yeah. a fraud I think I saw a stat on Twitter he's won like seven games in his last 50 odd you know he's an absolute fraud what did they expect of that honestly he' is, yeah I, I,
0: I, I don't know I don't
3: know. Maybe it's allocation. Yeah, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
3: you need a Pulis, aren't you? You definitely need a Pulis
0: at this stage. <laughs> um, but I also, uh, so I like Swansea. I like Swansea at home versus West Ham. I think Swansea could surprise people now. Uh, you know, I like the way they've been playing. I absolutely love their manager. I don't, You know, he's come out of nowhere. I know he was chef Wednesday. He didn't really do that well, got sacked. Coming, fresh or breath, air? breath of fresh air. <laughs> breath of fresh air. You know, I, lo- I love the way he he just says he says it, how it is, basically, and the way they're playing. So if you have Ayu, for example, uh, or um, they do, even the defenders. Do. Uh, they've got, they've got either both either of the Ayu brothers. Yeah, exactly. Either of the Ayu brothers. Um, I've got my eye on Lucas for for later on for the uh, wild card. Um, just again, a cheap differential. Um, and then obviously, you know, let, let, let's, let's give the obvious ones a shout out. You've got Spurs against Huddersfield, so or, I'd be loving Kane there. Pro- probably, again, if I, I don't captain Salah, it'll probably be Kane. Um, and then uh, for the ones that I don't like, I actually don't like any of the Sunday fixtures. I, I think Arsenal can be done by Brighton, sorry David. Maybe afterwards in the home run, they, they might do well. Um, Man City, Chelsea, like Dale said, anything can happen. Uh, Palace United, anything can happen. So the Monday fixture. I don't like any of them, actually. And uh, apart from that, um, Stokes Southampton could surprise people. Shakira surprised me this weekend. I really did not expect him to score against Leicester. So if he does that
1: again, then I'll be happy and you'll see the Shakira Jeff all over again. Yeah, we like that one, Merz. Thanks, man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good answers. Lads, we're on to the next section of the show, which is the Barlow and Baldwin captain picks. Uh, you know your drill, so um, we'll start with you, David, as our guest. So um, looking at your own team, who are you going to be picking if you want to make the conservative choice as the Barlow this game week? And who are you going to go for if you're feeling frisky? So that's the Baldwin. This is going to be a very hard captain pick this week. Um,
2: Salah and Kane, obviously. Um, Salah home to Newcastle and Kane home to Huddersfield. I mean, if I want to play it safe, I'll just go for Salah. Uh, sounds crazy, but... Kane is more of a risky captain now in terms of like your overall rank. I don't know why I have, a, I have a really bad feeling about Liverpool against Newcastle. They played earlier on the season and it was 1-1 and Benitez back to Anfield and we just know Liverpool have about two, three, four home games a season against poor teams where they just draw nil-nil or lose. I just don't know why I have a bad feeling about that and I could just see Kane obviously smashing Huddersfield but at the moment I'm on Salah so playing it safe I'm on Salah and my risky one would be, they're all shocking the rest of my captain choices this week, but it would probably be, um, if I bring him in Mares home to Bournemouth, because he's not someone I would really captain, but I could definitely see him getting some points. So he'd be my risky differential pick.
1: Yeah. I'd say I feel the, feel the same kind of, um, trepidation to do with the Newcastle game, because Benitez does love to, um, he knows how to set up against, um, against teams that are superior, I guess. And um, I, c- I can see them causing us a few problems in terms of breaking them down. Dale, come to you next. Um, give me
3: your Barlow and your Baldwin. Um, Barlow, it's got to be Harry Kane. Um, you know, the Spurs are going to see the majority of the ball. He is—he's—he's going to have a, about twenty-five thousand shots. So you know, I'm, I'd probably go with Kane in my team for my. Uh, Ken Barlow pick my Baldwin pick would be I've already mentioned him Sadio Mane and I'm actually I'm going to captain him so I apologise to everyone in, in advance um, when he blanks but yeah i go for Mane 8% owned and he's differential to Salah in that Liverpool attack if Salah happens to have an off day which he has I don't think he's had one this season so far he's, he's just playing football for fun and he? he's, he's just been phenomenal and um, I backed him at the beginning of the season and to outscore Mane and I got derided for it. Not by us still, not by us. No, but it was got to it's good to be proven right, but I did, I still didn't put him in my team. <laughs> so <laughs> But right, yeah, um the, uh, you're, go- you're gonna you're going have to stick
1: to that Mane shout now, you know,
3: because you said yeah, it I'm, on
1: podcast. So you have to.
3: It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's
1: gonna happen. <laughs> Mars, what about yourself? Who are you going for in your Barlow and Baldwin this week?
0: Just just to let Dale know, Salah did have one bad game week where I captained him and he got only one assist. That's a bad game week in his standards. I <laughs> think that was the only time I captained him.
3: He's <laughs> got a bit of Ballon door this year, I think, surely? Oh, well, I
0: don't know. They don't like the Premiership today.
3: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, I agree with the boys. It'll be between Salah and Kane. I, I think I'm going Kane at the moment. Just, uh, maybe it's I don't like to jinx Liverpool. I don't know maybe it could be the fact that I don't like different players and for me, it's, you know, wi- Liverpool winning is the most important so the captain is a bonus. don't want the pressure. I don't want to hate the player or something like that. I don't know why. I'm not captaining Salah. I also prefer forwards. I don't, Maybe because they get more chances but then Salah could easily be a forward, to be honest. It um, yeah, basically uh, is, will be next
3: season.
0: Next season, yeah, it probably will be. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I, I like the Manish out as a differential. Uh, he'll probably be my... Um, um, transfer in. If I was really chasing and really ballsy, I would look at Watford West Brom. I'm not going to say Dini, but if you do have him and if you really want to be risky, then uh, yeah, him or the core. if you really, really want to, I mean, that's that's a risky one. Uh, but that's it. Nothing really shouts out. Uh, again, in my team, because I don't have Dini or the core, it would be Shakira against Southampton would be the the like risky one.
1: Shakira, yeah, nice, nice fixture in 29. Thanks a million, fellas. That's all we got time for on tonight's show. Thanks a and Our honorary amigo, David Isaac, who you all follow, of course, at Davidov underscore seven. Um, thanks to you all for listening, sharing and liking the pod. And get following our group Twitter account at 3amigosfpl, Mars at Mars05, Dale at Chef Dale H, and myself at FPL Marple. Booyah! To brother and everyone A brave amigo